Welcome to the Business Animal Podcast. Saddle up for a gallop to the top of the animal industry, where you'll learn how to tame your wild business beast with tips, techniques, and tools that will take overwhelm to obedience school and have you wagging your tail with joy. And now your hosts, Kim Beer and Kara Taylor Swift. Hey there, business animals. It's Kim with Be More Business. And Kara with Fast Horse Photography. Good morning, Kim. Good morning, Kara. How are you doing today? I'm all right. I'm all right. I had one of those wild and crazy weeks in the business world where things don't always go as planned. So I'm just going to say I'm in recovery mode, attempting to move past my business woes this week. I'm excited to be talking to you, though, because we've both been so busy. We haven't really seen or chatted much in the last couple of weeks. So I'm happy to see you. I'm happy to see you as well. And yes, that said, we do have a lot going on for both of us that are in our joint projects, right? So we're launching all this fun stuff for 2023 with Cowgirls with Cameras. And if you are a photographer at all interested in that, make sure you head over to our website to see all the goodies that keep popping up over there. We have our schedule for 2023 lined out and working on all kinds of fun things for everything that we do. And this podcast is up on my list for some fun adjustments coming up in 2023. We've got topics that we need to look at. And speaking of that, for you listeners out there, if there's anything you would like to hear us talk about, we would sure like to know it. So you can either drop us a DM on one of the social channels or reach out to us via email go to the Business Animal website and leave us a message. There's a lot of ways to get in touch with us, but we sure would love to hear from you about what you'd like us to cover for 2023 on the show. And just so thankful as we're recording this, it's getting really close to Thanksgiving and it's all of that big November gratitude month thing. So I wanted to say out loud, I'm grateful for everyone who's listening to this and who has listened to us this year and uh, last year and been with us on this crazy journey of podcasting. Aw, we are recording this on Thanksgiving week. I probably have family in town already and I haven't even acknowledge their arrival because I've been so busy. So looking forward to a couple of days of, I'm not going to say downtime, but maybe down hours over the next few days. So yeah, what are we talking about today? So today we are talking about the age-old question that so many business owners have about what is branding versus marketing. So how do you tell the difference and what are they and do you need both of them and why the heck do you need to even participate in this crazy game of branding or marketing or both? And that's what we're going to tackle today. We're going to help people understand when they're branding, when they're marketing, and then how to use the two things together. And that pretty well covers our big three because our big three are how to know when you're branding how to know when you're marketing, and then how to use the two together to create a really good influx of money and customer happiness as they come through your business. So, yeah. You hear people using the terms branding and marketing almost interchangeably. So I know, especially with small business owners and maybe people who haven't, that don't have a background in branding or a background in marketing, it's almost like you use the terms interchangeably. So I love that we're chatting about this today, that we're going to pull the two apart and then bring them back together and talk about how that works out. So I'm ready. Absolutely. Let's dive into it. 
So marketing is using the channels that you have available to you to reach your customers so they can have an experience. And the branding is the experience that they're going to have with you. So a lot of times I have clients come to me and say, I need help with my marketing. And what they really need help with is the branding because the experience has to come first before you can sell the experience, right? So a lot of times marketing and branding have to go together. As a matter of fact, branding tends to be one of those things that steps up first because you need to create the experience and then you need to sell that experience to people or businesses or whoever it is you happen to serve. I guess it's not just all people out there, but I guess people at their heart of it, right? <laughs> yeah. So that's what marketing and branding mean to me. Branding is experience and marketing is how you get people into that experience. What's your thoughts around that, Kara? I came across branding is the perception and marketing is the action. And I love that because your branding really should come before your marketing because you need to understand your business's mission, your business's personality, and all of those things before even attempting to attract customers. That's the only way you're going to be able to find your right people. So I think about it as like marketing is that collection of tactics, that collection of like activities that you do in your business that you use to get your message out into the world. So branding should come before the marketing because it's really the only way to make sure that you're talking and marketing to the right people. Yep. I'm trying to think of some more good metaphors because, you know, I love a good metaphor. So marketing <laughs> would be the vehicle and branding would be the driver. That would be a, yeah, there a you maybe go. a metaphor to be able to use. Yep. So yeah, it's a lot of creation of experience. And then also another way to think about it too. Marketing brings you money. Not that branding doesn't yes. set you up to make money, but a lot of things that we do around marketing, that's attached to creating revenue in your business, where branding is attached to customer service. So it's attached to the customer experience. So it's separated between the two, like the business really benefits from the marketing, the customer really benefits from the branding. And I think that as we float into this conversation about when you're branding, I think we need to understand that branding is customer-centric. So when you're creating your brand, yes, it needs to align with you and your values. And we just did an episode with Betsy Bird a couple of weeks ago before this one's released. So if you haven't heard that, go back and it talks about using your values or creating your brand values and using values in branding. So even though it is a little bit about you in those cases, branding really is focused on your customers. And the best branding, the best companies at branding are the people who really make their customers the focus of what they create when it comes to their brand. And the customers love the brand so much, they become loyal, hugely loyal to it. And so the better you understand your customers, the better you will be able to do branding for them and create an experience that you love and is in alignment with you and also that your customers love and is in alignment with them. Okay, so when you're thinking about your brand, one of the things to think about is your branding when you're establishing who your business is and what your business stands for. 
So creating your brand personality and voice. And I like to think back to our episode that we just had a couple of weeks ago with Betsy from Ride the Sky Photography. One of the things that she talked about when she was talking about branding her business was how important her dog Nitro is in branding her business. And she gave some great examples about how Nitro is in the branding photo shoot. Emails come from Nitro that go to her clients that Nitro has a business title. There's a whole bunch wrapped up in that. And that's such a huge part of her brand personality. And that when people even message her back or email her, they actually talk to Nitro like they're talking to a dog sometimes. And it's hilarious, but that's her brand personality. So that's just a great example of that. You're branding when you are establishing your business's mission and your values. You're branding when you're determining the look and feel of your business. Think about those things like the color, the logo, the visual aesthetic, everything that kind of goes into the look and feel of your business. And you're branding when you're doing the work to really understand your ideal client and your target audience. What do you think about that, Kim? I'm sure you have things to add to that. Oh, I do, especially about Nitro. So two different customers in actually way more than that, but two of my clients that are very good at having their dog participate in their branding. For many years, Donna at CSI Saddle Pads has had Ringo with her. I hope Ringo's still on the planet. He was in February. He was getting old. He was getting very gray. And and But Ringo sent out emails. Ringo is a fixture in her booth. And people all know Ringo and they love Ringo. And then I have another client who has a motel in Branson and it's called the Sandpiper Landing Inn. And they have an older dog named Piper who is their greeter. And like they're, we're in the middle of doing her Christmas cards and stuff right now. And they all feature Piper. So people recognize Piper oh, as part of their brand. So it's a welcoming thing. And it fits really well with their overall brand because they build themselves as a friendly hotel to stay at, an alternative to maybe the bigger, more chain hotels. This one is a classic hotel that was done in the Route 66 style. So it's like the Route 66 motor court. So it's what you would expect at a Route 66 motor court is to be greeted by a dog and be greeted by people that are going to treat you like family. So all of that comes into branding. That's creating the customer experience. Now, is every customer out there wanting to stay in Branson going to be a good candidate for the Sandpiper Landing Inn? No, it's not. So who is great for that are people who love the nostalgia of the Route 66 period or people who want to go into a place where they're treated as family and not necessarily as a customer or a client or somebody just staying at that venue for a day or two. So it's a lot about knowing who your customers are. And like I mentioned, the marketing is focused on you making money and your business providing back to you. But your branding really is focused on your customers. Now, there's a fine row to walk there. Like Kira mentioned, you want to have a brand that works for you. Like you want a business that Mm -hmm. you love, that you feel very aligned with. Because if you do make it so much about just meeting a target market, what you end up sometimes doing is compromising your own values, your own mission, your own process to the point that it makes it uncomfortable to work in that business. And For most of the people who are listening to this call, we aren't franchisees. We're not, a lot of us are solopreneurs. 
A lot of us are small business owners with one or two or five employees. These are businesses that where we have to love what we do and we have to love the way our business comes together and feel really good about carrying it out into the world. And your branding is partially that. That's an important piece. But the other piece to branding is what your customers, who you're going to attract into your business. And there's a couple of ways that you can help yourself when it comes to branding for your clients. One of them is to talk to them, to actually sit down with your customers and interview them. And you've heard me say that multiple times, and I think we even have a couple of episodes that feature how to interview customers, how to set that up. I think they're way back. By the time this goes to you guys, Kara will have found those and put them into the show notes. And if not, one of us will do that for you. But what you want to look at is those customers that make your heart sing when they walk through the door or when you see their phone number on your phone. Not the ones that you dread working with, even though they may pay really well. Those aren't your people. You want the ones that pay well and are easy to work with and joyful and make the experience happy and always walk away from the experience really happy as well. That's the customer that you want to work harder at branding your business for. Now, we've said all along in podcast that branding should come before marketing, but I'll tell you neither of these events stop as you grow your business. What you do is you become better and better at both of them. You learn the channels for the marketing that are their most effective, and you also learn from your branding what really makes your customers happy. And not just one customer, guys, but overall customers. Make your customers happy and do more of that. Now, here's another thing that I want to bring into here, because this is a place where you're going to experiment, right? So the only really way to know if you've nailed it right in your branding is to experiment with it and put it out there and see how your consumer reacts to it. If your consumer is ambivalent or they don't like it, like they'll point it out to you, Believe me, they'll point it out to you because I've changed my brand stuff occasionally and they're like, why did you do that? (laughs) That was not a good decision or that makes me uncomfortable or yeah. You always hear when it's something they don't like. (laughs) Yes. Yes, you do. And you can also tell the things that they love. Like they'll even tell you that, whoa, I love this or wow, that is just so perfect. Or I feel like I'm having the perfect conversation about solving the problem. So you want to obviously do more of that. But here's the big key as a small business owner. Do not get attached to the things that don't work, okay? Don't get attached to the client's reaction if it's negative. Don't take that personally. It's not about you. It is about your client and your customer. And it is okay for them to express that and for you to not get your feelings hurt about it and to be able to say, okay, that didn't work. Let me try this and see if this works better. So holding that so you're not attached to that as a failure, but just simply as something that didn't work in that moment. So do try to shape your branding for those customers that you love the most. And if they react well, do more of it or more things like that. And if they react poorly or don't react at all, either phase it out or let it go and don't hold on to that thought about it. So that's a lot about that experience. And honestly, branding starts 
from the very first contact you have with a customer all of the way through the entire experience they have with your business. The branding should be apparent. So no matter where they enter into your business, whether it's a website, through the front door, a business card, a networking event, you should have a consistently branded experience as your business matures. You're not going to start there, but as your business matures, it should be a consistently branded experience all of the way through their complete customer life cycle. And it's up to you as the business owner to think that out, to do your target market research, to experiment with the right things, to let stuff go or grab onto the things that work and just keep muddling along in your branding, improving it every step of the way. I think you did move us nicely into marketing, the marketing side of things. So you're marketing then when you are actively advertising to your potential consumers. You're marketing when you're leading people to engage with your business, wherever that's at. That might be via email. It might be social media, just where you're actively engaging with them. And you're marketing when you are, like Kim said earlier, you're focusing on the money side of things, when you're setting your systems up so that you can make money, when you are really focusing on making sales in your marketing. And you're marketing when you are actually actively putting that product into the hands of your clients. So when you are out there doing the service or you're advertising that service, that's when you're marketing. So those two things really do have to work together. They do. And there's an old adage in, in the marketing world that marketing never stops. The problem is a lot of business owners stop the marketing and actually stop their branding experience once the sale is made or once that person had committed to the sale, so to speak. And I think that's mm-hmm. one of the most common mistakes that businesses make, because here's what it does to your consumer. It makes them feel like you only care about them up until you get their money. And then once you get the money or commit to the exchange, then all of the good feels around the experience stop. And now it's more about just executing and getting them moved on into the next phase of things. And your consumers feel that. And if it's a product or service they really want, they're going to put up with it. But as a business owner, if you really want to create loyalty and really good customer experience, you want to carry the branding feel and the marketing, like really serving those customers for the entire life cycle of that customer. Don't ever let it stop. This is a new business thing too. It's a lot of newer business owners. They don't think about how do I serve at scale or how do I carry that marketing experience and the brand experience all of the way through and keep it going over time. Because frankly, they're focused on getting the sale completed and the delivery. Right. And that's all they can do at that moment because they haven't been through the rest of the cycle far enough yet to get it completely planned out. But what I'm telling you to do, new business or not, is examine how you treat people once they exchange money with you. Once that marketing experience feels complete, what happens there? Do you continue to market to them? Do you continue to have things that you offer them, have channels that you communicate with them on? And do you continue to be present in their lives in that same look and feel that you did when you were trying to get them to purchase? So if the answer to that question is no, then it's time to go back and re-examine 
how customers feel once they get into your business. Because when you stop marketing to them, they notice. And it often is a change of relationship that is not positive on the consumer side. On the front end of that, in the sales part, because marketing is focused on sales, Kara mentioned that, and it is focused on the money, but that a lot of times in the sales, we have different ways of communicating, like different avenues that we can use to market to people. So one of those that Kara mentioned is advertising. And I always consider advertising a paid activity. So when you advertise, you pay somebody to use their vehicle, whatever that is, magazine, website, podcast, whatever vehicle it is, to be able to get your branded message out into the world so that people can get intrigued by it and come in and make a purchase with you or find out more. That's a type of marketing. Marketing, though, also is any other place that you go out to find and interact with people with your message as the attachment to you. So like networking is marketing, public relations Mm -hmm. to a certain extent, like getting a press release put out into the world or things like that. Those are all marketing avenues that we can do. Understanding your market and what they do where they are, what their thoughts are, that comes into the sales conversation as well. So that's a great deal about doing your research to know how big that market is. Do you have to have more than one market that you're trying to reach? How many avenues do you have to take to get to each of those markets? So marketing is a lot about understanding the behavior of your clients as they interact with your brand and understanding their problems and the solutions that you can provide for them and being able to create the conversations around actually making that happen for them, then the delivery and the long-term sustainability of that client as they stay in your business. I love that. It makes so much clearer to me. So then when you think about how do you use the two together, I think about it like for my business, I think, okay, I'm going to use my branding to set myself apart from my competitors, from my competition, the people that are in my area doing the similar work that I'm doing. And then I'm going to use my marketing to really show that difference to my ideal client. Does that make sense? Do you feel it that way in terms of that relationship? It does to an extent. Yes, it's part of that. What I often Mm -hmm. see people that I'm going to start with where these two things blend together and where people get them confused. Okay is that we use our branding to market. So this is the place where we get a little confused between branding and marketing. We use our brand to market what we do. And if we're doing it correctly, that's exactly what we should do. Because truthfully, whether you're selling a product or whether you're selling a service, so whether you're selling dog food or whether you're selling grooming supplies or whether you're selling the dog grooming itself or boarding or training a horse, I don't care what you do, whatever the experience is, customers are going to have an experience with the product that you are selling or the service that you are providing. And branding is that experience. It's you taking the reins of that experience and saying, I want my consumers to experience 
this. A branding exercise that I often give people, and I don't have it sitting here in front of me, so I can't remember all the specific details that I write down. Sometimes my brilliance comes and goes. But one of the things that is in that particular topic is always start at the end. If you imagine what experience you want your customer to have throughout the entire relationship with you, like you want to know what it's like to get contact with you, what it's like for the exploratory call or for them to walk through the door of your business, however that flow works. So branding is you choreographing that. It's you taking the reins and saying, this is the way that I want it to work for my customers. Is it always going to work that way? No. So let that go. (laughs) But it's you thinking that all through ahead of time. And then the marketing part is you standing at the door saying, hey, customers, I have this great experience for you. Come on through the door. And then as they keep coming through the door, say, okay, now you've made it to level one. I would love for you to come over here and experience the next part of the experience. And then the next part and the next part. And hey, at the end of it, stay loyal and keep coming back. And do you know what? You can go back to the front and go through the whole thing again. So that's how the two things work together. The thing is that we see the branding because the branding is so ingrained in the message to get them to the door that we don't see a difference between the two. And that's where we fall down because I think that's where why we stop branding, sorry, why we stop marketing when people get in the door is because as business owners, that was what we worked so hard for them to do. And now we figure it all worked. So now we've got them into the experience and we haven't thought that all of the way through. And so the branding kind of falls flat and the marketing falls flat. The bottom line to it is you got to think about both parts of it. How do you keep selling it to people? And how do you create an experience that they want to repeat over and over again and keep coming back for more and bringing their friends? Because that's also marketing, is getting those referrals back into your business. Does that make sense, Kara? I went off on a tangent. It does. And as I'm sitting here listening like to you talk, I just think about all of the episodes that we've done around client experience and our episodes where we talk about marketing, our episodes that we talk about social proof. And it's just so apparent how important these processes are and how everything is so intermingled. And uh, I hope that folks that are listening today, that they got something out of this little discussion around branding, the differences between branding and marketing and how they work together. So we hope that you spend a little time thinking about your business and think about when you're branding, think about when you're marketing, and then think about how those two things are used together. If you enjoyed this episode, please let us know. We are at The Business Animal on Instagram and Facebook, and you can also find us online at thebusinessanimal.com. Don't forget, we love when people leave a rate and review. It helps us, our little podcast out in the world, get seen by other small animal-based business owners. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Business Animal. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you learned something today, leave us a review. To learn more, find us at thebusinessanimal.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, keep your business well-trained with the business animal.